Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 111 of Go Tell to the Wall Podcast. I'm, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an action-packed episode for you tonight. All kinds of good stuff, all kinds of craziness going on in the world right now, so uh, we're going to avoid most of that, unless it pertains to social media trends, which uh, fortunately it does, so we will get into a little bit of that. But... Here at Go Tell It to the Wall Podcast, we always kick things off with our social plugs. That's right, you can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. This microphone is a little wonky. There we go. That's a little better here. Uh, like I said, you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Uh, follow our official, the official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right. Follow them both at Magic Muppet as well as at Tell the Wall Pod. Those are our Twitter accounts that you want to be following all the time. And you know you spend too much time on Twitter, so you may as well just follow us and have that popping up in your Twitter feed or whatever they call it as well. And of course, we are currently live on Facebook right now. Facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Make sure you like our page. Check back there often. That's going to keep you updated on all kinds of great stuff. All kinds of things happening with Go Tell to the Wall. There we go. We're having a little microphone problems here. Uh, again, that's facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Make sure you like our page. We do have admins on there that tend to keep me in line com as opposed to Twitter where it's me just kind of frivolously throwing things out into the universe because, you know, that's kind of what Twitter is for. Uh, and, of course, our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall and subscribe to our channel. That's right. All kinds of great stuff up up on our YouTube channel. You're actually going to find all of our complete live feeds from every, well, not every episode, from when we started doing live feeds. You're going to find them all up there. You're also going to find awesome clips uh, from episodes, but also individual beer reviews, parenting clips, mental health clips. That one is a new playlist that went up there recently. And all of our weekly rants are actually getting populated up to YouTube. So if you don't like watching the entire thing or if you're more of a listener but you like to watch maybe some of the clips, YouTube would be the place to do it. So just search Go Tell Us the Wall and subscribe to our page. And of course, most importantly and conveniently, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be Sean SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, that's going to be your one-stop shop for not only all those things I just mentioned, because you can literally link directly from uh, SeanO'RourkeLive.com to all of those platforms, uh, but you're also going to find our, our blog posts, uh, photos, videos, uh, all kinds of great stuff up there, and photos, most of those, some photos that aren't on social platforms, but we've started migrating a lot of the photos over to Facebook, so you're also going to find some of those photos uh, on Facebook.com slash wall. but if you remember nothing else, just make sure you bookmark SeanO'RourkeLive.com, that will take you to all those things I just mentioned. You will also find a link on SeanO'RourkeLive.com to our Patreon Page. That's right, our Patreon page. If you'd like to become a patron of Go Tell to the Wall, uh, the, any little bit helps. If you're not familiar with Patreon, I, I feel like I've been explaining this the last couple of weeks. I, I kind of breeze by it sometimes, but been more explaining over the past couple of weeks. This is a way for uh, for consumers to support creators, broadcasters, 
influencers in finger quotes. I hate that word, but still you can support influencers on there. Uh, so please, please help us out. If you have a dollar, $2, $3, $5, whatever it might be. Uh, and you can get awesome perks. You can get mentioned on specific episodes. And if you go high enough, you can actually get on our wall supporters board, which is right behind me hanging here in the studio. Uh, so again, make sure you click on that Patreon link. If you have the means and you feel inclined to do so, uh, please help us out. Please help us out. Keeps keeps us running. Keeps the studio running. Uh, and not most importantly, but very importantly, happy fall, wall fans. God, I tell you, fall is probably my favorite time of year. We actually kicked off this podcast. I don't know if it was technically fall, but right around fall time. We uh, it, It's been a while. In fact, I think uh, we're, we're looking at our, our three-year anniversaries coming up here very, very soon. I think this might even technically be our three-year anniversary. I can't keep track of all these things, uh, but it is fall. I love fall. It's my absolute favorite time of year. It's finally cooling off outside, despite the fact that there was a mosquito in here at the very beginning of the podcast. Anyone that was on the, the uh, live feed would have seen me swatting a mosquito out of the air. Uh, all those those damn bugs are going back to hell, and, and we're getting into the, just my absolute favorite time of year. Uh, Halloween, birthdays, my birthday's in November. Uh, more importantly, my daughter's birthday's in November, Thanksgiving, and then kind of the holiday season kickoff. I, I love it all. I love the weather getting colder. It's going to be fantastic. So to all of you out there, happy fall. Uh, and, and of course, we don't quite have a fall-themed beer just yet, uh, but there will be a lot of Oktoberfest happening in our October episodes, I can assure you that. Uh, however, I do have a very, very exciting beer this week. That's right, the official beer for episode 111 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast is actually a tasty brew from a brewery called Black Hog. That's right, Black Hog Brewing. Uh, you're going to have trouble finding them, unless you're in the Northeast. This is actually literally a brewery in Connecticut. They even have a little little symbol on their cans that says "Made in Connecticut." Uh, I can't remember the exact town in Connecticut. My 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 wife and my brother-in-law are gonna yell at me. Uh, I yeah, I can't remember the exact one. It, they have it in Bristol. You can find it in Bristol, but I don't know that it's technically brewed in Bristol. Uh, and it is their Ginger Ninja Ginger Ninja IPA. And I will tell everyone out there if you are interested in this. Uh, I'm not a big ginger fan myself. Pretty much try to avoid it. I, I don't like it. In fact, even when I go to eight, like Chinese food places, any kind of Asian food place that they use a lot of ginger, I have to avoid the, the heavy ginger plates because it just it doesn't sit well with me. However, this one's not an overpowering ginger. Uh, you get kind of a, a an aftertaste of a little ginger ale. I wouldn't say it's like heavy, heavy on the ginger. Uh, but it is super tasty. The Ginger Ninja IPA uh, from Black Hog Brewing. If you're in the Northeast, you might have some luck finding this. If you're on the West Coast, you're not going to find it. I literally had to have my, my brother-in-law sent this out here when he was back in Connecticut uh, a few months ago. And I've had it sitting here uh, waiting to use it for an episode. 6.5%. So it's a, it's pretty typical for an IPA. On, uh, maybe slightly on the lower end, but... Pretty typical for an IPA. Super tasty. Check them out. Again, Ginger Ninja from Black Hog Brewing. Black Hog Brewing. Uh, we're actually going to have a beer review going up with this, possibly with this one, but also with their Black Hog IPA uh, that we had on an episode a couple months ago. I, I, I can't remember the exact episode, but there's a specific beer review that is going up for that uh, once I can get through all of this madness that is beer reviews and go tell it to the wall in the studio. It's just been absolutely crazy. So check them out. Black Hog Brewing. I do love their can design, too. They put some time into the can design, which is, which is always a plus uh, for me. It's so silly, but it's it's definitely a plus for me when they put a little more time into their their can designs, bottle designs, whatever it might be. And Black Hog is one of those ones that they actually have like a hog on their little pull tab of the cans. It's pretty cool. 
I can't really, I, if I, if I tip the can, I'm going to spill beer all over the studio here. So I can't show everyone on the live feed, but there is, just trust me. There's a little, little hog here on the, uh, the black pull tab for the can. All right, everybody. It is that time. It is that time. We always kind of not quite kick things off, but at the beginning of every episode, we have the official weekly rant and the official weekly rant for episode 111. That's right. Episode 111. Uh, is regarding one of the big trends right now that's going around, and that's meatless burgers, meatless hot dogs, meatless all kinds of things, meat substitute. You have the Impossible Burger and the, I can't even remember all the different brands. I've tried a few of them myself. And you might say, well, what do you have to rant about this? I want to kick things off by saying that I fully support uh, meatless burgers. I fully support other options for vegetarians, for people that don't want to eat meat, vegans, whatever it might be, fully in support of those things. In fact, I actually, right now, if you go to my freezer, there's some Morningstar breakfast sausage patties uh, in my freezer. These are veggie patties. They are not meat. There's no meat in them. And I, I eat them because I enjoy them. Okay? So let me let me kick it off with that. I have no problem with people eating beyond burgers and whatever, all this different other stuff and all the fast food joints are getting on it and saying, oh, we have it now and they've got, you know, all this, we have the best and whatever it might be. It's like a whole new burger wars. What drives me absolutely nuts about it, absolutely nuts, is all of the ad campaigns going on right now. And I'm not even talking about the big national fast food chains. I'm seeing ads uh, from local restaurants where they're pushing these impossible burgers and beyond meat or whatever specific meat substitute they are using for their their non-meat burgers, dogs, and all that kind of stuff. The thing that the thing that irks me about their ad campaigns is every single one of them is people eating this or someone showing it and saying, This this is meatless? This isn't a real burger? This isn't meat? Shut the fuck up. You're not going to tell me that you're sitting there eating an, a, a veggie burger. I don't care how well it's made. I don't care how good it tastes. You're not eating a meatless burger and sitting there and saying, this isn't meat? You know it's not meat. We all know it's not meat. I've had many of these. They, some of them taste fine. Some of them aren't that great. It doesn't taste like meat. It doesn't at all. So let's stop the stupid ad campaigns where you're trying to convince everyone that your burger, your impossible burger, or your meatless burger tastes just like a regular burger, like Burger King, for example. Oh, it tastes just like a Whopper. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Stop pretending it does. We all know it doesn't. So stop lying to everyone and saying it does. And like I said, I have no problem with these. Have these options. It's fantastic for people that don't want to eat meat. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, Fully 110% support this. However, we need to stop lying to people and saying, yes, it tastes just like a burger. It doesn't. It doesn't. None of them do. Have you had, have, has anyone out there, any wall fans, common sensors, if you've had one that and you thought it tasted like a burger, go get your taste buds checked. If you were confused and thought it was meat, go get your taste buds checked. Because it's not meat. And you can tell it's not meat. You might be sick. Maybe you, or honestly, maybe you're a smoker. You smoked a carton a day for like 20 years. Yes, your taste buds are gone. Uh, but seriously, this it, it needs to completely stop. And it, the, the bottom line is it doesn't have to taste the same. Why does it have to taste exactly like a burger? It doesn't. I'm sure they're very tasty. I've had meatless options out there that are quite tasty. However, I never sat there and said, oh, this tastes just like a chicken breast. This tastes just like a chicken wing. This tastes just like a hamburger. This tastes just like a hot dog. None of it does. It's You're not going to confuse them. So let, let's, let's get that straight right now. It doesn't have to taste the same. And stop lying to people. The bottom line is, and I talked about this a little bit last week with Kevin Smith. You want to eat meat? Eat meat. 
You like meat? Eat meat. You want to eat veggies? Eat veggies. It's really simple. But let's not try and pretend that these veggies are, are meat. Or this, this meat is going to... I mean, I don't think people really try to do meat taste like veggies, but let's just curtail that. If we nip it in the bud now, we can stop lying to everyone. These deceitful ad campaigns and trust... And everyone's going to be like, you know, ad campaigns are always deceitful. Yeah, I worked in marketing for 10 fucking years, guys. Don't, don't send me emails and say, do you know how marketing works? Yes, I know how marketing advertising work. I literally... 10 years spent sitting in meeting rooms talking about how we can dupe people into doing something or buying something or listening to something, whatever it might have been. Most of it was watching and listening to something uh, in my career, but I've been there. I understand it. These things happen. However, people aren't, aren't that dumb. They're just not that dumb. So let's do better. Stop with the false advertising and, and have the meatless options, but don't, don't have idiots standing out in front of your restaurant. This tastes just like a Whopper. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know that's not a Whopper. You know that's not ground beef. It doesn't. And honestly, I said, get your taste buds checked. If you're eating that and saying, oh, this tastes just like a Whopper, maybe you should question what the Whopper is made out of. That's another good thing to consider there. All right, that concludes the weekly rant for episode 111. Let's move on to some trending on social. Can you tell I'm a little fired up tonight? I think it's because it's finally fall. And like it was, it was. It looked like it was going to rain today. I didn't have to have my air conditioning blasting for the first time in months. It's it's fantastic, and I'm just super fired up. Already dropped like four f bombs. That's we're not going to set the record. I can assure you that. But we're we're getting close. <laughs> we might get close. That that's that's one thing for sure. All right, trending on social. That's right. We got some good things. Good hashtags this week. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, really for me because I enjoy those stories. No influencers doing dumb things. Uh, but we got some good hashtags going on this week. First one up is hashtag impeach Trump. Hashtag impeach Trump. We don't talk politics here on the podcast. We talk common sense. And, of course, this is trending. And unless you've been living under a rock, you know exactly why this has been trending. Uh, and, and it should be because of what's happening. We're, even if even if you disagree, which if you disagree with the fact that the guy needs to be impeached, then seriously, like... And here's the other thing, too. If you're one of those people that thought Clinton needed to be impeached and now you're like, well, no, he Trump, the, the orange menace shouldn't be impeached. Yeah. Get yourself checked out. <laughs> like, because that's the thing you can say, well, maybe he doesn't need to be removed or whatever else. But if you were in support of impeachment back in the late 90s and now you're not, th there's something absolutely inherently wrong with you. A blowjob versus the sanctity of, of democracy in our country. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference between those two. But of course, hashtag impeach Trump uh, is trending all over the social platforms right now. And I'm not even going to read you any of these because it's been it's just been crazy. Uh, and, and people are just going nuts with it. And so you can kind of figure out where you know, a lot of a lot of like prison memes and stuff. And I will remind everyone that impeachment doesn't mean prison this like it literally doesn't even mean he's going to be removed from office we saw that like i you know this is the this is the second one of my lifetime uh really the third for anyone like in their in their late 40s early 50s i don't think there was even another one before that it'd been so long um should have probably should have looked that up beforehand but this is now my second one and uh, and i learned that back in the 90s uh that yeah it doesn't mean the guy's getting kicked out of office so we'll see what happens there uh, and of course, we're just going nuts with these. Uh, next hashtag that's up is hashtag Donald Trump's pet peeves. That's right. Hashtag Donald Trump's pet peeves. I enjoyed this one from at Simbra75 on Twitter uh, who said, and again, hashtag Donald Trump's pet peeves, children who are smarter than him. 
Hashtag Donald Trump's pet peeves. There's, I'll be honest, uh, there's a lot of children out there smarter than him. I'm pretty sure my, my two-and-a-half-year-old uh, has, has a much larger mental capacity than the Orange Menace. I, I, I would bet money on it, to be honest. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the guy talks like a two-year-old, but good Lord. You got to wonder what's going through that head of his. Like, I'm just reminded of one of those old Warner Brothers cartoons where there's like a guy on a treadmill just like exasperating and <laughs> trying to keep the brain working, and it's just not working. Uh, I had a couple of these. I really enjoyed that one, Smart Children. Uh, But a few other things, uh, hashtag Donald Trump's pet peeves. Vegetables, uh, properly cooked steak, and non-white people. Uh, Come at me, bro, with all of your hate mail. I I would love to see it because really you can't argue any of those. The guy eats his steak well done. He doesn't eat vegetables. He eats freaking McDonald's every day. Uh, And and you can argue me on the non-white people, but a lot of evidence out there, wall fans. A lot of evidence out there. All right, moving along. Hashtag, you know it's all bad when. Hashtag, you know it's all bad when. This one people are having fun with. Uh, and, of course, lots of political stuff here. But I'm going to, we, we've had enough of that. We've had enough of the political stuff here for, for those first two hashtags. So I'm going to have some of, the, uh, some of the other fun ones here. <laughs> Where was the one? Oh, this moved around for me. Uh, no, that's another political one. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to avoid that. I did want to share a couple of, uh, I want to share mine with you. The official go tell to the wall, uh, hashtag, uh, you know it's all bad when an episode starts off the rails. Starts off the rails. Not goes off the rails, but starts off the rails. I think we had one of those last week, and this one didn't quite start off the rails, but I feel like we are getting uh, we are getting close here. Uh, so entertain yourselves with that one. There's a lot of funny stuff out there. There's, of course, those those cats that like where the cat caught the cat cheating, and people are having fun with it. Uh, so that that get your comedy, get get your tragedy out of uh, hashtag impeach Trump and hashtag Donald Trump's pet peeves, and get your comedy out of hashtag you know it's all bad when. And of course, just get you just get your enjoyment and cuteness overload, and and maybe you maybe you haven't had dinner yet, depending where you are in this. <laughs> I hope if you're on the East Coast, you've had dinner. It's getting a little late there. Uh, maybe you haven't had dinner yet, and you can still celebrate this one. It's hashtag National Pancake Day. That's right. Hashtag National Pancake Day. Still don't know who the hell makes these up. Uh, and of course, I've got Disneyland in the top of my feed because they pay extra money to Twitter and that's ridiculous and I don't need it. Uh, and my first thought with this one was, please, 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 please don't tell my daughter. <laughs> Not because I, I, I keep pancakes away from her or deny her pancakes, but she has an incredible love of pancakes. My, my wife and my daughter... Uh, pretty much every weekend, at least one of the days on a weekend, are, are making like banana pancakes or, or some kind of pancake, and they're just super into it. And then when <laughs> my daughter's home with me during the week on like a Wednesday, she's like, can we make pancakes? And I'm like, it's 1030, and like, no, we don't have time. No, we're, we need to go to the, it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. She does get her pancakes, but I just, I, I found that earlier, and I was like, I'm not making my kid pancakes for dinner tonight when I'm in the middle of trying to prep a prep an episode for Go Tell the Wall podcast. <laughs> Uh, all right, more hashtags here. Hashtag things I found in Area 51. The gift that keeps on giving. Uh, we're still having fun with this whole Area 51 thing. Storm Area 51, however you want to look at it. Uh, so again, hashtag things I found in Area 51. Uh, uh, and people are just sharing weird stuff. Very weird memes and everything. And you're welcome to, 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 to check those out. But it is trending on Twitter. And, and really, the, the thing, if I was to go to... I, I, my first thought on this hashtag, what I found in Area 51, uh, is a bunch of morons with too much time. So if you got time to go sit out there and camp out outside of Area 51, uh, you need to question your your life choices because uh, I, I don't know what you're doing out there. 
Uh, and also, here comes the hate emails. With you go to Burning Man, you spend eight days. In, yes, I, I do. There's a purpose to that, and I don't have a really run a serious risk of getting shot by the military because I'm too close to a highly classified military base. So send me the hate mail. But there's a difference, wall fans, common censors. It's not usually the wall fans and common censors that, that send me that. It's usually the, the idiots that find this podcast and they're like, "I disagree with everything you say." That's cool. Like <laughs> we can disagree. A lot of people out there disagree with what I say. That's why it's called Go Tell to the Wall, because I'm talking to a wall. I know. It's brilliant how that works. We got some hate mail a while ago, and people and, and it was funny, and, and there was some confusion over it, because someone was like, who are you talking to? And I was like, a wall. It's literally in the title. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, if you only listen to the audio, I actually have a live feed going. <laughs> and sometimes I'm talking to people on the live feed. It's very confusing. So for all of you out there only listening to the audio, that's why. Sometimes I am talking to someone. Uh, sometimes there's people in studio, but a lot of times I'm talking to people just on the live feed that are that are typing to me, um, and and most importantly our, our on-air producers Bridget and Chris Hassong, uh, who are absent today, but they might be popping up at some point. They're both very busy, and it's it it's end of September here, so Chris is is crazy busy. He's basically I'm sure he's on set like every day, uh, like right now, because that's they're trying to get everything ready and get all the episodes done, and, and that's what he does for a living. This is only the extra fun stuff that he gets to do on Thursday nights, and, and in between is, is produce Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, all right. Uh, hashtag One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder Day. One Hit Wonder Day. I, I didn't even know this was a thing. And it's so funny because I was usually really up on all of these day things like when I was in marketing and stuff, and, uh, and, and I just was not up on the hashtag One Hit Wonder Day. But apparently it's a thing, and so everyone's sharing their favorite one-hit wonders. Um, I will be honest, a couple of them that have popped up, I'm like, that's not a one-hit wonder. You just think it's a one-hit wonder because you're like 16 and that's the only song you've heard from them. Uh, like, aha, they're not a one-hit wonder. There are other aha songs, you know. A lot of people are like, well, Toto, Africa. No, they, they actually have other songs. Uh, the best, absolute best one-hit wonder of, of all time uh, is Bobby Darren. It's absolutely Bobby Darren. He had one hit. That was it. Nobody on earth can name another song of his. Uh, and it's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Bobby Darren. Check it out. You know the song. Best one-hit wonder of all time. In my opinion, there's really no argument. There isn't. It's Bobby Darren. One-hit wonder. Bobby Darren. And the thing is, Bobby Darren, it's just, dude only had one hit. Like, I would take one hit. You know, Like, I'll be a one-hit wonder. Just one awesome radio hit song that people listen to for like 40 years i'm i'm cool with that see because that's the thing everyone makes fun of one hit wonders and it's like how many hits you got you're a no hit wonder like don't don't punch up man <laughs> like you're a no hit wonder you got like 20 albums that are platinum fine then maybe maybe you can tease a one hit wonder a little you got no hits man you're a no hit wonder yeah that's when that's and i joke bobby darren absolutely f like fantastic song and, and really should be the absolute number one uh one hit wonder of all time uh, this one's interesting, and I put it at the top of the show just because I found it interesting, and I was kind of debating where to put it uh, within the sections of, of the episode here, uh, and that is the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL, uh, actually came out with some new symbols they added to their list of, uh, of uh, these are hateful, hateful symbols, and they keep a database of all these hateful symbols, uh, like the swastika, for example, is obviously uh, included in this database. The, these are hateful, offensive things, uh, and we got really three new ones. 
that just got added, and this is more recent stuff because of recent events. And one of these I found really interesting. And honestly, I think I've literally done it on the podcast. So I want to clear it up right now. If you see me doing it on a podcast, it's it's simply just ingrained, and it's not the real reason that it's kind of coming out as. Uh, and that would be the OK symbol. It would be like making a circle with, with your thumb and index finger, and you got the other three fingers up. Uh, that was really co-opted by uh, the, a few uh, white nationalist movement organizations. At first, it was like a joke, but it has gotten to a point where it's it's pretty obvious uh, that that's what's being conveyed with that symbol uh, when people are doing it on purpose. Literally, this is like people are doing like, okay, I, like, <laughs> I just, I've worked on a lot of film sets, and you could be like across the room, and people are like, point at you and you're like all right like i'm putting nothing to do with white power white supremacy or anything but it has been added to the anti-defamation league uh list of symbols the other one is bowl cuts i'm kind of down with this because no one should get a damn bowl cut i don't like step cuts is one thing the step cuts back in the 90s i know those are kind of making a comeback they shouldn't be uh certain things just shouldn't come back and, and step cuts are one of them but the bowl cuts just never should have existed in the first place uh, and those have now been added to the uh, Anti-Defamation League list of offensive symbols. Uh, and the third one, <laughs> this one caught me. I'm laughing. It's not a laughing matter if, if, if it's being used offensively. Uh, but I was laughing, and it's it's Mac from the McDonald's ad campaign back in the 80s. Dude had a moon head, and it was Mac. Do you remember that? I think they even made some McDonald's toys with Mac. Yeah, added to, like, that got co-opted by some hate group, and now... That's that's what's and I think it's kind of they're using memes and redone. It's like Pepe the Frog. Pepe the Frog was added there, God, a while ago, and the original artist has been fighting to get the rights back to Pepe the Frog, and it's just a whole thing. And and here we have uh, we have Mac from the '80s McDonald's ad campaigns. It's really really crazy, really crazy. All right, let's move along. Some entertainment news. I'm just done with social anyway. Entertainment news. New Jack City. New Jack City. Wesley Snipes and uh, Judd. I want to say Judd Apatow, but I'm absolutely 100% certain that's not his name. Uh, help me out here, Chris. Chris just jumped on. It's going to take him a second to get caught up here. Um, 80s star Judd, New, J- uh, New Jack City, Wesley Snipes, and I'm just totally blanking on his name. Uh, also, Chris Rock in that movie. If you if you haven't seen New Jack City, it's a fantastic movie. Great, great movie. Uh, it can be very depressing, but it's a fantastic movie. And uh, it's getting uh, rebooted here. We just got word that Warner Brothers is is working on a reboot for New Jack City. We don't have any casting news just yet. We do know that it's going to be at least somewhat updated because New Jack City this took place in the the 80s when the when the crack epidemic really became huge and and it, it centers around uh around the the problem with crack and and drug dealers and everything else. Um so check it out if you haven't seen it, but there will be a reboot coming at some point. It'll probably be terrible. The one good thing is Wesley Snipes was uh, one of the main guys in it, and uh, most likely with his kind of acting comeback that he's doing right now, we'll probably at least get a cameo from him uh, of some sort, which, I, and I don't want to spoil anything, it will be interesting, thank you, Judd Nelson, Jesus, like, where, where, where I just, I think it's because Judd Apatow is so ingrained in my head that any, anyone named Judd must be Judd Apatow, no, Judd Nelson, thank you, uh, was, was also starred in New Jack City, along with Chris Rock, uh, Wesley Snipes. And and without spoiling anything, uh, it, it is difficult to bring Wesley Snipes back into a reboot. However, I'm sure they will find a way because he like he was the he he held that movie together. It was a fantastic movie, but he kept it together. Uh, Ice T also in that movie. I always forget that Ice T's in it. 
Uh, it's probably because he plays a cop and then you play a cop on. It's funny. Yeah. And you're just like, ah, oh, they just mixed together. Law and Order and New Jack City. Yeah, sure. That works. Uh, we'll see how far that one goes. Marvel. Some Marvel news. Chris, uh, you probably heard this one. Uh, yes. Judd Nelson. My mother is now also feeding me information. Judd Nelson. Thank you, Ma. Uh, my mother is on the live feed feeding me information uh, as well. So that that that. Is quite helpful. Uh, Marvel, and, and Chris, I don't know if you're aware of this one, if you saw this one. Uh, looking at a possible new Avenger getting added to the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. New Avenger. Uh, and this is strictly a leak. We don't know have any confirmation, don't know anything for sure. Uh, but the leak says that Ghost Rider uh, could join the Avengers. Ghost Rider. If you're not familiar with Ghost Rider, uh, this is the dude with the flaming head that rides a motorcycle around and he's part of the Marvel cin- Marvel Universe. Uh, technically not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because those those movies were not part of the MCU. Uh, there was a a Ghost Rider movie starring Nick Cage uh, quite a few years ago. Not not technically part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it doesn't tie in together. Uh, but still a Marvel property. And that being said, uh, there was actually a Ghost Rider Hulu series in development. We just got word that that has been completely nixed at Hulu. Uh, so far, the rumors are that there were some creative differences between Hulu and... Uh, oh, that's funny. My mother actually met Judd Nelson. Uh, actually, there was some and creative differences between Hulu and Marvel, uh, which is interesting because this, this Hulu series, Ghost Rider series, has been in development for a while, and this leak is only recently coming out about a new Avenger. Uh, so I'm wondering if that was some of the creative differences, is they wanted to uh, pull Ghost Rider into the Avengers, and it wouldn't work with the Hulu show or kind of the direction they were going with the Hulu show. It's, a lot of this Marvel stuff goes over my head, because apparently there's been multiple Ghost Rider. It's a whole thing, uh, and I, I just I didn't read enough comic books as a kid to, to keep up with kind of the different like Ghost Riders and all that kind of stuff. But it, it's entertainment, and I will be curious to follow this to, to keep all of you up to date on it and, and kind of see uh, what direction Marvel is going. Especially with this news that just dropped this week uh, regarding Star Wars. Star Wars and Marvel, not in the way that you think it would. Uh, we got word from Disney that Kevin Feige is developing a new Star Wars film. If you're not familiar with Kevin Feige, he is the head of Marvel Studios. Actually, the head of Marvel Studios over there uh, under Disney. It's all under the Disney umbrella. Uh, and they have tapped him to uh, to develop a whole new Star Wars film. Uh, so it's not going to be tied to Marvel in any way outside of the fact that the head of Marvel is developing this. So going to be interesting. We'll see what happens there. Uh, more news to come on that as well. Clue, the remake, not the board, well, the board game, uh, but the, the movie, the remake of the movie that was based on the board game. Uh, and, and forgive my insensitive terminology here, but uh, Clue, if you're not familiar with Clue, the movie was based on the board game, but if you watch Clue the movie and you're familiar with classic movies, you will see that it is also clearly ba- uh, derived from Ten Little Indians. Again, apologies for the offensive term. It's simply the name of a classic movie, Ten Little Indians, uh, which is very much the same as Clue. Clue, you can tell a, a lot of uh, the plot line on Clue was derived not only from the board game, but also from uh, the movie Ten Little Indians. Uh, so got some news out of that. Looks like Jason Bateman has been tapped to direct it. And not only is he directing, but he is going to star in Clue. Um, <laughs> Chris, you're not you're not happy about Clue either, Chris. I don't think Chris is happy about Clue. Uh, he's pointing out that it should be remade right after The Princess Bride, which I think most people are in agreement should not be remade. 
however, with the stars attached to this, Jason Bateman, uh, who is also going to star in it alongside uh, my serious man crush, has been for many, many, many years and, and continues to be. And it's just like it's more and more when, when he does crazy things like Deadpool, and that would be Ryan Reynolds. So I'll probably see this thing, and my wife's going to be pissed because she loves Clue. It's like one of her favorite movies, and I'm like, I don't have this crazy attachment to Clue, but my wife does, so we'll see if she even lets me watch this reboot. Oh, man. Uh, Jurassic World 3. We got some casting news out of Jurassic World 3. This one is interesting. Uh, now, of course, Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard are, are back signed on for this film. Uh, but we've got some additional casting news. Looks like Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are all coming back to reprise their original roles from the original Jurassic Park. Uh, so Ian Malcolm, Ellie Sadler, and I'm blanking on Sam Neill's name. Chris, if you got it off the top of your head, hit me with it. I don't need it, though. Uh, the, his character's name in, in the original Jurassic Park. So it looks like they're, like I said, come back to reprise their original roles, which should be interesting because... If you saw the original Jurassic World, it really preyed on, uh, and not in a bad way, but preyed on the nostalgia around Jurassic Park, the original film, but also uh, those that, that enjoyed reading the book, uh, the Michael Crichton book, because that Jurassic World, I didn't see Jurassic World 2, Jurassic World uh, was actually, of all the films, Jurassic Park, whatever films that were made uh, since that original one, uh, Jurassic World was actually closest to the book, interestingly enough. Um, so I think they're really going to play on some nostalgia here, not only uh, with with the book, like I mentioned, as they have been with Jurassic World, but also with these original actors coming back, uh, really big-time stars of the original Jurassic Park film uh, back in 94. I'm, I don't have years in front of me. Chris probably just knows that off the top of his head, but it's the early 90s. Uh, so it should be interesting. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the Jesus Rolls. That's right, the Jesus Rolls. This is These aren't dinner rolls with Jesus, like... Jesus' face on him or anything. Uh, if you're familiar with a little film called The Big Lebowski Coen Brothers Film, uh, there is a sequel to The Big Lebowski coming out called The Jesus Rolls, and this is a sequel following uh, John Turturro's character in the original Big Lebowski. Actually picks up after he gets out of jail uh, and follows the character around as he gets into all kinds of craziness. It's, it's opening in the U.S. next year, actually opening in Italy, uh, like next week, interestingly. Uh, Alan Grant, thank you, Chris, and 1993 on Jurassic Park. Uh, actually, opening in Italy next week, I believe it is, or very soon. So an Italian trailer has dropped. Uh, unfortunately, it is not in English because it is the Italian trailer. Uh, fortunately, from the trailer, we can see that John Turturro is picking up where Jesus left off in the original Big Lebowski uh, in, in all his weird gloriousness, and, and it's, it's going to be fantastic. And who doesn't love John Turturro? And if you haven't seen the Big Lebowski, just... Is please see the Big Lebowski. It's one. It's that's probably a top ten movie of mine. Probably a top ten movie of mine. And I'm, I'm always amazed when people haven't seen it. It's like, how do you get all those pop culture references when you haven't seen? It's like not seeing Star Wars. Like, how do you get those pop culture references? Like, you you you've not seen it? Do you just do you just laugh because other people are laughing? <laughs> like, and Big Lebowski is definitely one of those films. All right, celebrity boxing match. Oh man, this should be a fun one. I don't even know where you watch Celebrity Boxing anymore. I, I feel like I watched this a few years ago. And in fact, one of these people I'm going to talk about was, was one of the people I saw years ago when, when it was on like network television or something. But apparently Celebrity Boxing is still around. Uh, and we've got word that Dustin Diamond is set to fight the Bagel Boss guy. That's right, the Bagel Boss guy. 
Uh, if you're not familiar with the Bagel Boss guy, he is the one. There was a viral video going around like six months to a year ago, and this was the guy standing in a bagel shop, uh, getting upset because he was he was short in stature, and, and was was berating all the workers there and all this other stuff, and clearly had 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 some of his own self-esteem issues <laughs> pertaining to his own masculinity. But nonetheless, uh, went viral, and he's he's known as like the Bagel Boss guy because he threw a whole tantrum in there. Uh, so he is going to be fighting Dustin Diamond. Which should be fantastic. Dustin Diamonds actually was on Celebrity Boxing at one time. Uh, he fight he fought uh, Horshack or whatever from one of those other shows years and years ago. And I think he even did some more Celebrity Boxing. Dustin Diamond like fell off the face of the earth. If you don't know who Dustin Diamond is, uh, this is Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, just he just went off the deep end. But he is going to fight the Bagel Boss guy. And interestingly enough, Dustin Diamond was brought in because Lenny Dykstra backed out. That's right, Lenny Dykstra backed out. Uh, so that should be fun. I don't know. Uh, Alexa has gotten a new celebrity voice. It's 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 launching later this year. First celebrity voice on Alexa. That's the Amazon Echoes. You can actually use a different voice on there. Uh, starting sometime toward the end of the year. For ninety nine cents, you can have Samuel L. Jackson reading you the weather in the morning, giving you news, uh, talking back to you whenever you ask for something. Um, and I got to be honest, if 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 I wouldn't shell out a dollar just to have a voice on my thing, I really don't care. I, I, don't, I don't. We don't have any echoes in the house anyway. Uh, however, if I did have this, I would basically spend my entire day trying to get Samuel L. Jackson to say weird shit. Like that's really the only use I can see for this. You try to get him to say weird stuff. Like I, outside of that, it's like, do you really care? Like. Okay, you're gonna pay a dollar just so your thing can sound no, no, yeah, no, not doing it. Uh, man, Danny Trejo, we all love Danny Trejo. Guy's great, great actor, uh, great businessman. You know, he's he's basically a restaurateur now, in addition to to still acting in films. Uh, but he was on a podcast recently, on a podcast recently, talking about his past past life of crime. He's always been open about this. He uh, he spent God almost a decade and. Okay, I'm going to be honest with everyone on the podcast right now and everyone on the live feed. Uh, literally, this is the world that we live in. I'm, I'm, I'm referencing a, a website here, and this ad was not on the website when I was originally pulling it up earlier, but now it is It is now. Uh, and apparently, life, light life, light life, uh, meatless burgers. So because I was talking about meatless burgers, they're targeting me with some ads here. So yeah, be terrified. <laughs> I never get terrified because I'm like... <laughs> I was talking about this like with someone last week, and they're like, "You don't cover the cameras in your studio." I'm like, "Oh, are they gonna see me scratching my crotch while I'm sitting in the studio? Everything else I broadcast anyway. Like, what's the big deal? I just there's nothing to see here." But nonetheless, people get freaked out about that. But Danny Trejo spent almost a decade in prison. Uh, has obviously since then cleaned up. He he actually does a lot of great things in the community. In addition to being a restaurateur and a fantastic actor, saved someone from a car crash. Saved a kid from a car crash recently, like a few weeks ago. Uh, great guy. However, on this podcast, he talked about a little bit of his past life. And one of the things he did and admitted to was was actually uh, holding up the Bob's Big Boy there in Burbank. That's right. Danny Trejo robbed the Bob's Big Boy there in Burbank. The extra funny thing about this is Danny Trejo was in the movie Heat uh, with Robert De Niro and, uh, and Al Pacino. And actually filmed in Bob's Big Boy like a few years after he had robbed the place. 
And apparently there was a police officer there uh, and, and questioned him a little bit on the Bob's Big Boy robbery. I'm sure the statute of limitations had been up at that point. Like I said, he spent like a decade in jail. This was after he reformed himself and all that stuff. Just a great example of, of reformation when it comes to uh, to prison and everything else. And trust me, I have stories where you're like, no, that's a great story. And they're like, whoa, no, I didn't realize he was still robbing banks. Well, like I'm like, oh, no, this is great. You got reformed. Oh, no, you were... Oh, you're pulling guns on people and robbing banks. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> Mario Kart. Who are Mario Kart fans out there? That's right, Mario Kart. I used to play this on the original uh, Super Nintendo. I feel like I had it in college on the uh, Nintendo 64, too. Was Nintendo 64? We, we had some kind of Mario Kart in college. Uh, they Nintendo just launched uh, Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart Tour. This is a new Mario Kart mobile game. So you can race on courses, and of course, they're going to try to upsell you on everything. And I will warn everyone out there, do not pay the $4.99 subscription fee. Uh, it's not worth it for these mobile games. And it's $4.99 a month. It's not even a $4.99 one-time fee. You're like, I'm paying for this game. No, no. $4.99 a month. $60 a year to play some silly little mobile game. I, I don't... There's... Not worth it. I didn't even need to look at exactly what you get with the, with the subscription fee. Not worth it. I play a little game, Clash of Clans, and they have a similar thing, this subscription fee, and it gives you a costume for certain characters in your game. And I remember when it first came out, I was like, I don't need a goddamn costume. I just I play this game to kill time. I don't I don't need this. I don't pay the fees. I don't pay for any of those mobile games. I, I've paid for some apps. Uh, most of the time there's something uh, there's something more interesting. Chris, let's get on the Mario Kart then. I'm sure there's a way like a social aspect to uh, to Mario Kart tour and let let's start like a go tell it to the wall racing league or something and, and we'll have some fun with it. All right, Super Bowl halftime performers. Those just got announced, uh, I think, God, just today? Yeah, just today this happened. Super Bowl performers announced at least the headliners. It looks like Jennifer Lopez and Shakira will headline the 2020 Super Bowl halftime show. That's right, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, because, of course, Jennifer Lopez can afford to pay the NFL the fees uh, that it takes Shakira as well, uh, because don't get it twisted. These performers pay the NFL. The NFL doesn't pay these performers these performers, whenever they, they play a halftime show at the Super Bowl, they pay the NFL. Now, the good thing is you know that Jennifer Lopez is going to get a ton of money off of downloads right after the Super Bowl because people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I love this song. I'm going to go download it right now. It's going to be like a million dollars in her pocket, and she's probably paying you know, a couple hundred thousand. Worth it, but don't get it twisted. The artists are paying the NFL. The NFL basically prints money. That's what they do. Speaking of halftime shows, uh, this past Monday Night Football, Blink-182 actually uh, kind of played a halftime show for Monday Night Football. I was actually, I was really excited, really excited. I saw the scroll across as I was doing some work in the studio and I had like ESPN or one of the sites up on and it scrolled across and it was like Blink-182 to play halftime at Monday Night Football tonight. I was like, sweet, this is great. Uh, my wife got home a little late and the, the, my, my daughter was going crazy, uh, so I didn't catch it on the television. The good... Unfortunately for me, I didn't take the time to try to catch it on the television because I went to watch it on Facebook. Blink like streams all of their stuff. It was a one song, not a very good song either. One song is re I really wish I hated you. Pre-recorded, so they didn't actually play the halftime of Monday Night Football. What happened was ESPN put up a clip of a song that they. They kind of did live, but they were clearly voice tracked on it, uh, and they just basically played a music video for halftime. That is not a band performing at halftime. That is not. That's you playing a fucking music video at halftime. That's all that is. Let, let's call it what it is. You played a music video around halftime on Monday Night Football. Ridiculous. And I'm not even blaming Blink-182 for this. Uh, they're out there marketing their new album. I'm blaming the NFL and things scrolling across like 
oh, Blink-182 playing at halftime. No, they're not. They didn't. They weren't. They never were. You just played a music video. Cool. I can do that on YouTube, too. It's awesome. All kinds of Blink-182 music videos on YouTube. Not only that, but Blink put up the freaking stream, and it was right there. I just watched it on Facebook. I was like, oh, okay. One song. Cool. Wasting my time. Copperfield. Have you guys heard of Copperfield? This is apparently a uh, a, a UK-based uh, awareness organization for breast cancer. They, they're they based out of the UK. Copperfield, with an exclamation point there. They're actually working with one of my all-time favorite brands, and that would be, of course, Vans. They're working with Vans uh, on some specially designed shoes uh, with Copperfield. Some of these, uh, and, and you can figure out what it is. Uh, and I'm sorry, I just realized... I, I'm like putting it out there like you can figure it out, right? Copperfield, it's breast cancer awareness. Uh, so they're all about breast cancer research and breast cancer awareness. Vans is working with that company. Uh, they have made these, these uh, not only they have a skate high, a slip on, an era, and a pair of slides. They've also got some uh, shirts, uh, hats, and backpacks as well with, with special designs uh, in conjunction with Copperfield. And they're, the most important thing here is Vans is going to donate not up to, not up to, you always see up to, Vans is going to donate at least, at least, not up to, at least $200,000 uh, is going to that organization, to Copperfield. At least $200,000. If they sell more, uh, they're obviously going to donate more. But they, they have, they're going to be giving at least $200,000 to Copperfield. Uh, so good on you, Vans. God, I love me some Vans. I'm all about the Vans. And I'm just, I love when I see companies that I really get behind and that I really enjoy uh, also supporting great causes. Uh, and of course, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, so this is going all in conjunction with that stuff. That being said, and I've talked about this years ago on the podcast, don't just buy pink things because they said it says we're supporting breast cancer research. Do your own just quick Google search like this. We know Vans is literally giving money straight to this awareness organization that is Copperfield. Uh, it's going straight to research. It, it's not just, you know, one penny on every dollar because we just want to sell stuff that's pink. You know, I, I will say, make sure you figure that out. And NFL, one of the biggest culprits of that. Oh, my gosh, my pen is pink. That works well. Look at that live feed. Uh, one of the worst culprits of this. They're just they're out there selling like, look, we have pink jerseys and all this other stuff. And it's like, but you're not, no, no. How much money are you making off this NFL? How much money is going into Goodell's pocket? Yeah, exactly. Think about that. Just like Red Cross. Think about these things, wall fans. All right. Uh, I want to talk about one more thing in entertainment news. God, we're already getting short on time. I mean, we still have time, but we're just going to go over time here. Uh, and I definitely want to get into this mental health stuff. Uh, but this one I want to talk, which really does kind of pertain to mental health, uh, but it's also in entertainment news. Uh, this one, this came out, oh my gosh, Friday, I think this was posted. Yeah, September 20th. Uh, Rancid had posted this, and specifically the drummer for Rancid, Brandon, uh, had posted a, a, a breakdown of a partnership that he created with Spy Optics. Spy Optics, they make glasses and sunglasses. And all pertaining to mental health, he's actually working with not only Spy Optics, but also, uh, oh my gosh, I want to read this correctly, uh, Foundation for Suicide Prevention, the Foundation, the um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, working with them. So essentially, if you go on Spy Optic, their store, right now, right now, uh, and you use the code AFSP20, AFSP20, uh, they're actually going to donate, Spy Optics is going to donate 20% of, 
of the sale, 20% of that sale is actually going to uh, the American, I'm just, I'm so bad with this, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Fantastic. You know you need some glasses, sunglasses anyway. Uh, and actually, like I said, Brandon uh, Stenekart, the the drummer for Rancid, worked with them closely to get this partnership off the ground, uh, partly because he lost his father to suicide. Brandon lost his father to suicide. I can't, God, I can't imagine losing a parent to suicide. Uh, and also struggles with his own mental illness. So, of course, me being me, I found this. I love sunglasses. I love Rancid. Uh, and I, of course, had to get myself a pair of, of spy optics sunglasses, picked these up. Uh, man, I think I ordered them Friday, whenever it was, I ordered them, picked them up. So got a nice little donation headed over to, uh, headed over to the American foundation for suicide prevention and some sweet shades to, uh, to go with it. I'm going to try those on for the, uh, the live feed people here. I actually, I really like these shades and not really, it's just, I, I wanted to donate. Uh, but on top of that, uh, Brandon actually, got together with the designer there at Spy and put together this special bag that if you do go on and use that code and pick up a pair of sunglasses, you're going to get this cool uh, Spy Optics sunglass bag with an awesome design on it that Brandon put together. And it says, I refuse to sink and has an anchor on there. Uh, and this is definitely a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a mantra for people like myself that deal with mental illness, uh, especially on a regular basis. And I will tell everyone out there, because I, I know it's going to happen. I saw some comments uh, uh, regarding that on, on Facebook where I found this, and people are going to be like, isn't an anchor designed to sink? Uh, yes, an anchor is designed to sink. An anchor is also designed to hold a boat steady and in place. So for those of us that deal with mental illness, that's why I refuse to sink is a is a big and please use that hashtag if, if you're out there sharing any of these kind of things hashtag I refuse to sink, uh, but it's a it's a big importance because an anchor is is something to to hold on to. It's all about anchoring yourself to something when you suffer from what can be a debilitating mental illness. Like for me personally, my anchor is is my wife, uh, has been for a very long time. Before that, my anchor was my mother, uh, without a doubt. That that was kept me kept me from floating away. From, from being overtaken uh, by my mental illness. And I think that's important. Uh, and, and good on you, Brandon, for, for supporting this cause. Good on you, Spy Optics, for really giving money that you didn't necessarily have to give. Uh, this bag came free if, if you did donate, and it's a fantastic bag. I definitely want to find a T-shirt with, with that logo on there because it's fantastic mantra. It's a fantastic logo uh, and, and good on everyone involved. And I, I think hopefully that's going to do a lot of great things for the American uh, Foundation for Suicide Prevention. All right, let's get into a little bit of mental health. Sorry, I think the ginger in this ginger ninja is uh, making me making me burp a little. So I apologize if you're gonna get a big like burp on the podcast here. Probably won't happen. I usually, I'm usually pretty good at turning my head. All right, mental health. Uh, Prince Harry and Oprah mental health docu series. We're getting some more information on this. I talked about this like a year ago when Apple TV was first making all their announcements, uh, but we're getting new details coming out on this. It is going to be on Apple TV, so not everyone's going to be able to watch it. Uh, but it's it's it it's a show, and this is uh, it will the show will have examples of, and I quote, "human spirit fighting back from the darkest places." Uh, again, human spirit fighting back from the darkest places, which is fantastic. And there is they are also assembling subject matter experts uh, to ensure it's done correctly, so that they are actually conveying the correct information when it comes to to people coming back from from that darkness. Like I said. Uh, and this this seems like a fantastic thing. At the same time, as I was reading through this, uh, really last week, this was this was supposed to be in last week's episode. I realized 
that this is probably a show for others uh, that want to have a better understanding of mental illness. I could see this this coming back from the darkness and, and prevailing, uh, which can be very inspiring, uh, can also be very triggering uh, to a lot of people out there that suffer from mental illness. So tread lightly there. Uh, additionally, with this other this this other show that is coming out that, that involves mental illness, uh, if you haven't heard of this one, it's Paul Rudd's new Netflix show. It's called Living With Yourself. And it's literally a show about splitting from your depression. Splitting from your depression. Uh, and again, this is another one that could be really interesting. And I'd probably try this one out, but it could also easily be a trigger uh, f- for anyone out there that, that, that struggles with mental illness, especially on a daily basis. Uh, and these are many things that we've discussed on the podcast because it's, it's splitting from your depression. It, it, it's becoming a different person and putting your depression aside, which can be healthy in ways. Uh, but it's, it's really recognizing that. And it, it, you don't want to just lock it into a closet. You want to understand it. Uh, and we've talked about that, like I said, many times on this podcast when it comes to like your depression voice, how, how your depression is talking to you. Uh, fighting with yourself. That's a huge part of obviously this, this series that's coming out fighting with your depressive self versus your, your non-depressive self, your, your, the side of you that doesn't want to, to succumb to those things. Uh, and of course the differing feelings, uh, where you just kind of cycle through, like, I feel great this morning and an hour later, like everything is crap. And an hour later, like I'm doing okay. And an hour later, I'm going to jump off this roof. Like those are just things that people deal with regularly if if you suffer from a mental illness my, myself included uh, and this one's very important i think we're pretty much going to end on mental illness tonight get through, maybe get through a few tech things this one's very important because this one came out i actually came across this uh this week and these are five things to never say to someone having a panic attack i first want to clarify something a panic attack is not being stressed a panic attack is literally a debilitating attack. Uh, if you have asthma or you know someone who, suffer, who has suffered from asthma attacks, think about that, but from a mental perspective. Being super stressed and being super ang- anxious, you know, just be, or being really sad, those are not necessarily panic attacks. And I've said this before on the podcast. I've posted this on social media. Don't use this term lightly. It's the same thing as using the term OCD lightly. Don't use it lightly because people that have panic attacks where they can literally die, literally die from a panic attack because their heart is beating so fast, that's a panic attack. And here are five things you never want to say to someone having a panic attack. Fortunately for me, people in my life know these things, especially my wife, my mother, most of my family know these things, uh, but many people out there don't know these things. So I'm going to run through these. Uh, The first one is stop it. Someone having a panic attack, never say stop it. You are literally going to make it worse. Uh, You're fine. They're obviously not fine. They're having a panic attack. If someone broke their leg and couldn't stand up, would you say to them, you're fine, stand up? No. No, you wouldn't. Uh, This one is the one that gets me the most, and this is absolutely the worst of the five. Can't you just calm down? Can't you just calm down? You say that to someone having a panic attack. You say that to someone, even if they're not having a full panic attack, but someone that suffers from mental illness like myself, can't, can't you just not think that? Can't you just calm down? You're literally, you're going to send them spiraling and they're probably going to start yelling at you. You say that to me when I'm in a bad place, you are getting yelled at and you're going to be lucky if you don't get slapped. I'm just being honest. Uh, Don't worry about it and suck it up. Let me tell you something about obsessive compulsive disorder and obsessive anxiety disorder. I constantly worry about things that I should not worry about. You tell me not to worry about them. I'm going to worry more. I understand at the core, even when I'm worrying about these things, and I say it to my wife a lot of times, I know I'm being irrational, but this is, this is my thought process right now. 
So don't worry about it. Doesn't apply to someone having a having a panic attack. Doesn't apply to someone uh, who's dealing with mental illness. Just doesn't. And in fact, there is a a British man. Uh, this came out recently. Uh, who who suffers from OCD, debilitating OCD, uh, and came out and, and was was very open about the fact he's 27 years old. Jesus Christ, I 27, so young, and, and dealing with this. And now, granted, I was dealing with it at 27. Just I I wasn't didn't have the extremes. Uh, that he's going to. And one of those main extremes is he, he films himself 24 hours a day. He keeps a camera on himself 24 hours a day. And in fact, if he has to use his phone to talk to somebody, uh, he films himself with a separate camera. And this is because he has such dark thoughts. His obsessive compulsive disorder causes him to have such dark thoughts that he wants to make sure that he is in check constantly. And this is literally, he's not really a danger. We've, there's been no outbursts of him being a dangerous person. He lives with his parents in Great Britain. They're not afraid of him. However, his thought process goes that way. He has these constant thoughts of death and the worst possible scenario. And I can relate. Oh, Jesus Christ, can I, can, I can relate. That's what goes through my head every day. This is why I avoid certain things. I, I avoid certain social situations. I avoid certain television shows. I avoid certain news stories. I avoid reading certain things. Those makes those dark thoughts creep in there. And for me personally, I'm not talking about thoughts of like, I'm going to harm somebody. For me, it's, it, it's the worst thing that can happen is going to happen to me and my family. That's my thought process. I'm constantly in worry that, that something is going to happen to my wife. Something's going to happen to my parents. Something's going to happen to my daughter. God forbid. And that's the realities of living with a mental illness. Those are the realities of it. Actually, I have another thing. We're going to save that for next week, uh, but I do want to get into that. I want to get through a couple of these parenting things and then run through a couple of tech news things, and then we're going to close out episode 111. All right, uh, Mattel just announced, just launched, I think they're out now, just launched new gender 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 neutral dolls that's right gender neutral dolls uh there's a new line com- that that is that came out that is called creation creatable world creatable world uh and all the dolls are interchangeable and customizable so you can get custom dolls uh they're also gonna you're gonna have interchangeable parts of it and and all of them are gender neutral uh now and i'm looking at pictures there, there's like long hair and there's short hair and stuff so it's real that's the customizable part uh, but really making these gender neutral dolls, which is, I, I think is fantastic. Uh, and, and you're not, and especially like I was talking to someone recently about Barbies must've been my tenant down here in, in the, uh, in the Airbnb. And I was like, yeah, just the, the unrealistic, uh, uh, standards that Barbie set. And I, and I, and someone even, I think when I was having that conversation, someone brought up the fact that like, have, have you ever seen like pictures that they put together of like a real live person that has those measurements and they just look weird. You know, it's the same thing with, like, Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You don't want to see, like, a real-life Jessica Rabbit. I mean, like, dress in the, you know, sparkly dress and wig or whatever, yeah. But, like, the I, no. The, <laughs> doesn't look, it's very alien, not human. Uh, and so it's great to see these kind of dolls come out there where it's not this unrealistic body image and, and it's inclusive for for all the kids out there, which which obviously, if you've ever listened to Go Tell It's a Wall podcast, you know that's something we can always, always, always get behind. This next story is something I can absolutely get behind. And I'll be honest with all of you, uh, as I was putting together some notes for this today, I got, I got a little teared up. And I'm, I'm so happy to share this story with you if you had not heard about it. Uh, there was a, a teacher in Kentucky, an elementary teacher, 
Uh, one of the classes there at the elementary school was planning a field trip to the falls, uh, the falls of the Ohio Park, which is it, and this is. I, from what I was reading, this would be similar to, and not the same, so no one, that's not tide pools, like, sim, like I grew up in Southern California, so it would be similar to like going to the tide pools, uh, not accessible uh, by wheelchair, and one of these classes had a has a 10-year-old uh, who unfortunately suffers from spina bifida, spina bifida, and essentially couldn't go, and her parents were planning a, a whole separate trip for her because she couldn't go to this non-accessible place. Well, one of the teachers at the elementary school, Jim Freeman, one of the, that teacher, Jim Freeman, God bless him and good on him. And Jesus Christ, we need more of him in the world. Actually offered to carry this 10-year-old, carry her for the entire field trip. They had a custom-made backpack, and he was able to carry this 10-year-old. Out of the goodness of his heart, this teacher, Jim Freeman, good on you, kid. Good on you. Goodness of his heart. And this poor 10-year-old who has dealt with this her entire life, spina bifida, wheelchair her entire life, Got to experience something that she might not have experienced without him. Because he took the time and the energy to carry her for the entire day. And all I have to say is, if we had more people like him in the world, we'd be better off. Maybe the Orange Menace wouldn't be president. More importantly, let's pay some fucking teachers a fucking living wage. Because this is what they do. They take care of our children. I've said this on the podcast before. Not only do they take care of our children, here's an example. Jim Freeman from Kentucky, an elementary school teacher who's going well above and beyond what he had to. Well above and beyond. And we don't, we don't respect teachers fully. We don't pay them enough. And we just throw our children on them. And we expect them to shape our children when we give them no kind of wage. Let's do better. Let's do better, and we'll have more teachers like Jim Freeman in Kentucky. All right, we are really short on time. In fact, we're pretty much over time here, but I do want to go through a couple things. Amazon had uh, their new hardware was announced. If you're interested, you can get some Alexa-enabled earbuds, Alexa eyeglasses, and they can be prescription. You're going to talk to your eyeglasses. I don't like just talk to your fucking phone. I don't understand it. Uh, and, of course, an Echo Loop, which is basically a ring you wear on your finger, and you can talk to Alexa through your ring. I, I don't get it. I think what happened here was like, well, Apple has watches. Android has watches. What can we do to differentiate ourselves? A ring! Jesus Christ, Amazon. That's the echo loop if you're... Uh, and there's also some new low-priced ring cameras. Uh, some stick-up ring cameras that are going to cost you less than $100. Uh, they also announced this new thing called Amazon Sidewalk. I started reading about it, and it gave me a headache, so I have no idea what it actually does. I don't know. It got announced. If you're techie out there, look up Amazon Sidewalk. It gave me a headache. I was like, that's enough of that. I don't understand what this is. And they're like, well, this travels on a 900 gigahertz thing. And, I'm, 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 and I was like, nope. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but it is a thing. Uh, Facebook and your brain. That's right. Facebook just bought a company who is developing neural monitoring. Monitoring. Neural monitoring. Uh, no, thank you, Facebook. I don't need the Ray-Ban spam going directly into my brain. This is going to be there instead of in a feed. It's going to be straight in your brain. You're going to be like, but this is spam, but it's in my brain, and it's there because of neural thing. Nope. I'm good. And, of course, Facebook Horizon. This is a new VR massive multiplayer world. Yes, think Ready Player One. Again, no thanks, Zuck. So many Ray-Ban ads flying all over the place as I'm walking around a virtual reality world. I'm good. Have a nice day, Zuckerberg. Uh, Facebook 
finally rolling out the new uh, hiding of likes. It's actually rolling out to Australia tomorrow. If you're in Australia, you're not going to see the likes in your feed. You will see the people have liked it. You're not going to see the actual like count. Uh, and two things. This one's important. If you're a DoorDash user, they actually had a data breach. 4.9 million people affected, not only uh, users, but also uh, workers, dashers, or they call them, also affected on that. So if you do use DoorDash, make sure you keep an eye on your data. And Google Play Pass was announced this week, and it just launched for $4.99 a month. You can have access to 350-plus apps. 350-plus apps. This is similar to that subscription thing on the Mario Kart we talked about. I don't understand who needs to pay $60 a year for apps. That's $4.99 a month, and yes, you have unlimited access to 350-plus apps. What is the point? Go, just go, I don't get it. We're, we live in such a society where it's like, you need all of this stuff. It's like, no, I don't. I, I don't. I don't need any of that. I don't need neural monitoring. I don't need none of this. Let's calm down. Sorry, robot overlords. I apologize for all of that. We bow down to you. That's a little inside joke. Whoever's listening to the episode first, they're like, oh my God, robot overlords. Like, no, no, that's, we just, we bow down to the robot overlords because they're eventually taking us over and I ho will hope to be one of their pets in like 20 years you know, like on a leash. Like that weird big ear, big ear dude in, uh. Return of the Jedi, just like sitting there with Jabba. I'll be like, my robot Jabba overlord. Like, yes, please. I don't know. I don't know. Terminator. People don't get it. People do get it. I'm just not that funny. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just not that funny, folks. Mm. On that note of me not being that funny, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here at Go Tell It to the Wall podcast and episode 111. Of course, make sure you're following us on multiple social platforms. One of those would be Twitter, at TellTheWallPod, and at MagicMuppet. Follow both of those. Of course, Facebook, where we're currently live with episode 111, uh, facebook.com slash GoTellToTheWall. And YouTube, head on over to YouTube, search GoTellToTheWall, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our channel. And most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Links to all those things, as well as our Patreon page. Uh, we will be back next week, same wall place same wall time. This has been episode 111. Thank you all of you out there for listening. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.